You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Well hey there everybody, it's me, Joe Thrashenkill You're listening to another thrilling episode of The Toilet of Hell Radio Show I'm joined today by my good and golden buddy You know him, you love him He's the 365 Days of Horror Or as we like to call him, Jordan Jordan, how are you? I'm good, and now I'm actually asking, how are you doing? Because you uh, haven't been feeling too well lately. Man, I went through the fucking ringer, man. Like, uh, I uh, I was like, ah, oh, I have the worst allergies right now, and I'm going along like, 10 days uh, in a row of a cough that I don't sleep through the night at all. And uh, I finally go to the doctor because I'm just vomiting. And they're like, yeah, dude, you've had the flu. <laughs> Isn't it great to live in an era where... It could be allergies, it could be the flu, it could be COVID, it could be any number of horrible things. And because of healthcare in this country, you're just like, ah, oh, wait it out. That's just a little bit of blood. It's, it's fine. I'll be okay, doc. Well, here's the thing. So when I got COVID, uh, my insurance didn't cover uh, me going to a doctor. So I've been hounded for $400 uh, for, from my insurance company and the provider over that doctor's visit. Um, so I was, I like tested four or five times this time for COVID because I was like, surely I've got COVID again or something, right? Uh, that wasn't it. Uh, so I go to the doctor finally and they're like, uh, normally we wouldn't see you uh, because you owe us $400. But <laughs> it's like, okay, I can't hmm. fucking win here, man. What is the point of having insurance if it doesn't do anything? So what you're saying is you need listeners to send you a thousand pennies each so that you can then deliver it to this doctor's office. Yeah. Here's the thing about medical bills. Just don't pay them. What the fuck are they going to do about it? They're going to take your health care away? You already don't have it. So fuck them. Go ahead. Take one of my kidneys. I got another one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, This is coming from a medical professional. I'm telling you it's all okay. It's fine. Uh, So as, as a medical professional, when you go to the doctor, do you... Like, let them know you're a medical professional. You know what's up. Maybe you call them out. I'm like, no, 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 it's not that. Yeah, I, because I, I, I didn't want him to think that I was being a baby or nothing. I'm like, <laughs> you know. You're not a rube. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm in the know here. Uh, and they were like, yeah, dude, you've, you've had the flu, you idiot. <laughs> so at this point, I've worked multiple uh, hospital shifts uh, with both COVID and the flu. So really killing it, doing a great job here. Uh, great steward of healthcare and stuff like that. Anyway, um, I'm feeling much better. They gave me a, a shot in the ass and uh, also some medicine. <laughs> uh, so I'm, do- I'm doing much better. Uh, my house is somewhat coming in, uh, into order now. I no longer have various tradesmen coming and fixing all the shit in here. So things, things are moving along. They're all right. They're all right. Um, how, are, how are you doing, though? I'm okay. A little tired. I actually ventured outside last night for the first time in months and for the first time in years. So going to need a couple of days to recover from being outside and being around people. What did you do? I went with uh, our good Gen X correspondent, Ian, to AEW Rampage. Oh, was it uh, a good night of uh, wrestling? It was a good night of wrestling. It was a solid, I would give it B-plus of entertainment. Nothing incredible, nothing horrific. A little disappointed. No one did like a 1080 splatter onto the floor, but uh, otherwise, good time. It was four hours of wrestling. I don't want to do four hours of anything unless it's sleeping, but uh, you did get your money's worth because they had like 15 matches. 
Man, I've been to a number of wrestling shows, and that's the thing that I'm, I'm always forget. Like these things are so fucking long. <laughs> we have to we have to get everybody in here. We got to string all this content out. So was this a televised one? Yeah, this was televised, all four hours of it. So you did have some breaks, and uh, we're coming back in 10, 9, like some of that stuff. Um, but otherwise, it was a good time. You can kind of see how they're a step below of WWE in terms of like production and packages and stuff like that. But uh, a good night out. No one was too obnoxious. One guy was very drunk in front of us, um, which seems odd to get very drunk at the family wrestling show on a friday night but to the point where he dropped one of his tall boys and just went everywhere on the floor oh my god and the crowd went boo uh yeah that's that's a that's a real um real drunkards move i would say um but uh you know did you get to see your guys did were your your fellows fighting i did get to see andy williams from every time i die aka the butcher so that was cool he was he must have been left out in the sun too long because he was very pink. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he could have been. Uh, he could have fallen asleep on the beach the night before, I guess. Uh, well, that's good. Uh, glad that you got to get out, uh, get out with the boys, see some, uh, see some, see some meaty men slapping each other, chopping away. Meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> uh, would you do it again? Um. Not anytime soon. I think I've had my fill. But the good thing is, you know, they disappear for a year or two at a time and then come back. And like, oh, I suppose I could watch some meaty men slapping meat once again. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, uh, that's excellent. <clears throat> you know, we didn't, we didn't get to do a show last week. And I know that that's, uh, that's uh, chapped a lot of people's asses, mine included. Uh, so we have a lot of things we need to try to get through on this one. Are you prepared for kind of a marathon I- session here? I have all of my notes ready. Oh, boy. Um, all right. If, if you have your notes in front of you, where do you want to start here? Let's see. A dozen eggs, a gallon of milk. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, wait, wait. Wrong list. Uh, let's start with the Power Trip Festival. I would love to talk about this uh, because just yesterday, uh, my wife is looking at her phone. And she's like, what the fuck is this festival calling itself Power Trip? <laughs> Uh, you know, for folks that aren't aware, my wife is not like super into metal or anything, but she, uh, you know, is a semi in the know observer can be like, what the hell is this? Uh, she said this quote seems incredibly disrespectful, which, you know what, I'm, I, I tend to agree. What, what is this, Jordan? This is a festival in California. It's, I believe, southwest of L.A., uh, Indio, California. And it's being put on by Golden Voice, is that- which is like major concerts and festival. It, like they're teamed up with iHeartRadio. I actually heard an ad for this festival on my classic rock station. And I am literally across the country from where it's happening. Incredible. India is where they do Coachella as well, right? I, I think so. Something along those lines. And uh, people were pointing out, I think it's Aftershock Festival is happening the same day, like the same exact day as, oh. as this festival in California. But it's like north of San Francisco, which is eight hours away. Sure. And people are trying to say like, oh, it's competition. It's like, man, if you're driving eight hours for one or the other, you're probably not going to be going back and forth. But uh, some of the bands that are on this are actually on Aftershock. So that's wow. a little... 
a I little interesting. I can't believe that they got away with that. That seems like it would be M- money a, talks, oh, bullshit walks. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, okay, <clears throat> Power Trip Festival. This is a three-day fest. It's pretty simple. There's only six bands. So, who do we got? And it is important to point out the band Power Trip is not on this. That is the thing that is most galling about this to me. Uh, a person who I would say is a fan of uh, the band Power Trip. And people were hoping because Power Trip had a big announcement this week. So I think some people thought maybe they were going to be included on this. Maybe they're going to put a new album. They're putting out a live album. Which, yeah, man. Like, OK, yeah. you, you look at I very occasionally look at Facebook. But when I do, like I see something like Power Trip has changed their profile picture and cover mm-hmm. photo. I'm like, oh, yeah, here it comes, baby. It's and on I, the next day reissuing a live album from 2018 it's like all right it is not on it is not even a little bit on (laughs) that is the modern social media tell of something's happening with a band is when they update their banner or they change their profile picture it's like oh they're back something's happening they haven't posted anything in years but now it's on yeah um big things happening essentially uh, but big Watch things, this space. Yeah, big things were not happening. I <clears throat> love the band. Uh, I would I would consider myself a super fan. I am not going to pick up a fucking reissue of a live album from 2018. This is this is kind of come on guys, let's get this together. But for this festival, we have on Friday night, October 6th, Guns N' Roses and Iron Maiden. I mean. <clears throat> Uh, that's uh, that's a pretty big uh, big night of music, I would say. Um, I've seen both of those bands live. Uh, one is much much better than the other one. Can you guess which one? <laughs> I'm gonna guess Iron Maiden. That's that's the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did see them once. It was actually on Ozfest before Sharon Osbourne threw eggs at them and they <laughs> had to drop off. And uh, it was the tour they're playing like their first three albums, so that was pretty cool and you know, put on a great show. Guns N' Roses, it's Axl Rose and Friends at this point. Yep. I don't, I don't even know who's in the band. I don't even know the replacement guys are in the band. Like, there's no Buckethead. There's no DJ Ashba. Oh, fuck. I forgot DJ Ashba was a thing. <laughs> I think he's just hanging out in Las Vegas at his store selling $15 bottles of DJ Ashba water. Mm. Um, but that's a cool show. If that's your sort of thing, I'd be more than happy to see Iron Maiden. Guns N' Roses, not for me. No, thank you. Um, I'd say if this was maybe in the 90s, this would be a much bigger deal than it is now. Um, It's cool. I have no problem with it. But, eh, you know, time has passed a little bit. Um, All right. Well, who do we have for for the next night? Saturday night, October 7th. Ozzy Osbourne and ACDC. I see. Who, <clears throat> who is in ACDC at this point? Like, I know that uh, was it. I think it was Axl Rose did uh, did a tour on vocals with ACDC, right? Yeah, I mean, this is like a one-off show, so maybe they could actually get at least a couple of the members to be on it. But uh, I think the bigger issue is Ozzy. Yeah, Ozzy has publicly retired now, right? <laughs> Yeah, he publicly retired 
three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah. And this comes after a few months ago of saying he's moving to England forever. And uh, neither one of those things happened. I think he's just stating the things he would like to happen. And his wife is saying, no, this 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 will not pass. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne will have chicken soup for lunch. Yes. Ozzy Osbourne did not have chicken soup for lunch. Um, I guess you just wheel him out there and have him sit down in a throne and do his hits. But, I mean, conceivably this could be his last show. So if you want to see Ozzy one more time, this may be it. And uh, I tweeted out the a GIF from Wayne's World 2 where Garth is in the audience for Kenny G and he's getting drilled by a dentist. <laughs> and that's my equivalent for having to sit through ACDC to see Ozzy. I mean, it's just like Malcolm Young died years ago. Uh, the other guys are fucking ancient. I, I thought, I really thought Brian Johnson had died. I guess not. I guess he's still alive. There was just some kind of dispute with the band. But like, we're talking about fucking moribund rock and roll acts this is this is as old as it gets it seems like uh if, and, and then you, you if you couldn't up, sorry if you couldn't if you can hear acdc all the time anywhere like this wouldn't be as bad but you go into any sort of bar they're probably going to play one of their songs you go to any sort of sport event you're going to hear their songs you turn on any classic radio station you're going to hear their songs. Yeah. It's enough. I do not need to see it live. Yeah, like somebody sold their catalog, I'm going to say about 10 years ago, and whoever bought it has been milking that shit dry because uh, I've had enough. So, I mean, you combine the, those guys with Ozzy, who is like deteriorating on stage in front of you right now, and I can't I can't think of a more decrepit billing than you could have. This is This is not exactly celebrating the lust for youth of rock and roll this is just a grim pay into like aging uh not not a big fan of this and for sunday night october 8th we have tool and metallica and i tell you what if i was in the seventh grade <laughs> this would be like the hottest shit i can imagine uh but i am no longer in the seventh grade i am in like the Shit, I'm like I'm like in the seventieth grade now. <laughs> it's back of the notebook sketching doodling night for Power Trip Festival. And I believe Tool is the youngest band on this. By far, and Maynard's in his fifties. So there you go. Uh boy, this uh, I tell you what, if if you're like a if you have the classic rock radio station uh, tuned in on your car whenever you get in and out, like this is probably extremely your shit this is extremely up your alley isn't it they should really hook up with a contracting firm and like landscapers and just have full synergy but like <clears throat> this is essentially uh the the big money get us left in rock and roll uh really flexing to to make some money um or at least that's what it feels like to me this feels like a pretty big cash grab what do you think I mean, this is, like you said, the last of the headliners, yeah. maybe uh, three or four that you could probably put on here, like a Judas Priest, for example. Yeah. Um, but, and I think a lot of people are kind of taken aback that there's no one else on this. Yeah. It's just two bands each night, not even a smaller opener, not 
even a slightly younger band. Like I'm sure people who are seeing ACDC and Ozzy Osbourne don't want to sit through Falling in Reverse or Bad Omens. Sure. But you could probably throw on like a Lizzie Hale, Hailstorm, for example, and it wouldn't be out of place. Uh, maybe they would make some new fans. They'd probably have a lot of crossover fans. I think that would like fit okay. But I guess there's no room on this one. It's just you got to have the two big bands and no one else. Uh, maybe it's that none of the smaller, younger bands can afford to get on it. Like They, they might, can't uh, afford the $100,000 buy-on. Yeah, like legitimately that might be the case, and they're realizing that they can make more money just telling these old old rock and roll heads, like, hey, there's no filler here. It's only, only the bands you want to see. Get in, get out, brother. We're going to have a battle of the bands, and yeah. the one who sells the most tickets gets to play for five minutes. So... Uh, I saw the announcement for this festival. I was like, wow, that seems really in poor taste that you're going to call it Power Trip. Uh, And just seemingly like ignorant that there was ever a band that was very, very popular uh, called Power Trip within the guitar bass heavy music scene. And uh, that seems to be the case. Uh, I've been getting a shit ton of ads for this thing, and I love looking at the comments on all of them that are just like, change the name, you fucking posers. (laughs) (laughs) It really is weird, just of all the names. like, And we know how bands sometimes have to change their name. Bison BC, when they used to be Bison. Like, why not do this partially for respect out of the band, but also for marketing and yeah. you owning the name and being able to sell your things? And it's like with a Coachella or a Bonnaroo, it's some sort of unique, silly name where you couldn't even confuse it with anything just seems odd that they wouldn't do it for this. I agree with you. Uh, so I'm choosing it to take it as intentional and therefore like to intentionally insulting. Um, with this, okay, so you've got three, or sorry, you've got six, you know, huge rock and roll acts across three nights. You and I saw the announcement for this, we're like, this is going to be the most expensive fucking festival on earth, right? Whenever, whenever I see these things, I'm like, what are the ticket prices? I need to know because I want to be offended. Yeah. And good, you know, good job. I am. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. So I'm looking at Power Trip's website right now with their ticketing information for just a three-day general admission, which allows entrance to the venue and day parking lots all three days. That's it. You don't get anything else. There's no complimentary drinks there's no here's a t-shirt and camping is separate people are going to be camping at this oh my god that too that's i I can't imagine wanting to stick around for three days and you know be around smelly 50 year old guys who are very drunk and very pink in the sun but uh yeah rv there's information for rving the lake in the area camping parking all sorts of stuff i'm not even going to get into that because that is extremely expensive that's like renting out tents and you're you're dipping into like the thousands of dollars yeah. stuff. camping in your car <clears throat> this, this sucks this sucks okay what, what does it cost so yeah, just for three-day general admission 599 dollars plus fees Plus fees. I gotta wonder what those look like. Uh, got, got fees to, is doing a lot of work on this website. It is. So is payment plans available written underneath it. Yeah, I've been seeing this pop up a lot more on some festivals. Payment plans that makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable. 
Man, if you're doing Klarna to pay for your fucking rock and roll festival, you got to get your shit in order, man. <laughs> Getting your tickets on layaway and paying 50% now and you only have 30 days to pay the rest. Otherwise, pff, your money's gone and you have no tickets. Yeah. That's that's gross. I hate that stuff. Um, Three-day general admission plus a shuttle. Bundle and save $10. Combo includes one general admission ticket and one Anyline shuttle ticket. So, so I guess you park and can get a bus somewhere, which is free at other festivals. Right. So what what does that cost for the – what is this with the shuttle included? $699 plus fees, an extra $100 to, to get a, a little fucking bus, bus ride. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I this love- is just general admission, by the way. Yeah. No, this this whole thing, like, I understand why they do these festivals out in the middle of nowhere, so that they have you completely by the fucking balls. <laughs> because of the implications. Exactly. No, that is exactly what it is. Like, oh, be a real shame if you didn't have a tent or water or food or a bus to get to the fucking 10-mile uh, trek to the venue. Really? You're just going to have someone going around carrying a pipe, whacking you in the knee, and then having to pay them to carry you to a medical tent. Yeah, I'm going to become a, a highwayman for like festivals out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> We're just going to be robbing <laughs> models and old CEOs and venture capitalists yeah. as they're driving out to Indio, California. Threatening a dentist with a flintlock pistol. <laughs> Be a shame if your expensive tent caught fire. Yep, flicking a bick at them. This this is in you know in late stage capitalism. This is the only way to earn a middle class living. <laughs> For three day reserved floor seats, and this goes by I guess where you're sitting, different tiers. For P five, seven hundred ninety nine dollars plus fees. P four, nine hundred ninety nine dollars plus fees. P three. $1,099 plus fees. P2, almost $1,400. Oh. And P1, almost $1,600 plus fees. So P, P1 would be the pit, I guess. Uh, it is not the pit. We haven't gotten to the oh pit Oh, my yet. God. All A right. reserved individual floor seat in sections 100 to 608, good for all three days, includes access to north and south lounges featuring exclusive food and drink vendors, Restrooms, shaded seating areas, and full cash bars. Jesus. So just the general admission people get a, a communal bucket instead of a restroom. Yeah. All right. Cool. There's a latrine you dig on your own. <laughs> I do like that they pointed out shaded seating areas, which <clears throat> means wherever this is being held, if you can't afford $800 at least, you are baking in the sun that like you're at Levi's Stadium for a 49ers game. God damn. This is so awful. Uh, it continues. Wh- please, please continue. Three-day reserved grandstand seats. P3, $1,099 plus fees. P2, $1,399 plus fees. A reserved individual grandstand seats in sections blah, 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 and includes all the other stuff we talked about. Now we're getting into the pit, a three-day pit tickets. Experience the power mm-hmm. up close and personal. Access to standing room only pit area in front of the stage, $1,599 plus fees. Jesus. Now the VIP packages. Oh, okay. Now we can get to the, the VIP. 
get ready to lube it up and bend over. Mm -hmm. The three-day pit VIP package for $2,999 plus fees. Wait, so three grand. Three grand. Plus fees. Plus fees. So you could probably tack on at least three to four hundred dollars at least fees. One awesome top price general admission ticket up close and personal in the pit plus exclusive power pack and more. Package includes watch the show from the most upfront section in the entire house exclamation point. Enjoy access to the lounges. Ticket also includes access to general admission areas. So it's like. This, that's not a bonus. No, that's actually... You get to hang out with the commoners is not a selling point, motherfuckers. And an extra uh, bonus for this package, kids two and under may accompany parents. Are you fucking kidding me? Am I spending fucking... Wait, $1,600 so my, like, six-year-old can come along with me? That's insane. That is fucking no, you're insane. No, you're, you're not doing that. You're spending $3,000. Oh, that's right, that's right. So you can hold your toddler as they suffer through a Beck and Black. Is this the most predatory rock and roll fest you've ever seen? Because it's feeling that way to me right now. <laughs> well, it gets worse. Uh, the, this pack also includes a custom power pack created exclusively for package purchasers. Whatever that means. Contains a killer collection of Power Trip themed VIP merchandise. Whatever that means. Each power pack includes a commemorative Power Trip VIP laminate kill yourself dude like that's it oh my god you gotta save your vitriol it's gonna get worse we're not done yet ultimate three-day vip package and i do want to point out before we get to it there's one more above ultimate so it's technically not ultimate so the ultimate three-day vip package for two thousand seven hundred and forty nine dollars plus fees one phenomenal top price reserved floor seat ticket plus their exclusive power pack. So it's kind of all the stuff before plus an ultra all caps exclusive limited edition set of power trip posters. Oh, I get a set of posters. Posters, dude. Uh, based upon original power trip artwork and designed exclusively for VIPs, each special set hand numbered and printed on fine art paper. Wow. This is cucked. Uh, if you if you if you were even somewhat considering this, you are cocked. You are unbelievably cocked, and there is no return from it. And somehow the ultimate package is less expensive than the pit package. I guess you get a crummier seat, but that's a weird way to lay it out on your website. For the max three day VIP package for two thousand four hundred ninety nine dollars plus fees, a bunch of the whole same crap that you've been getting. I guess your your seats elsewhere. Uh, the Amplified 3-Day VIP Pack, $2,249. The Lightning VIP Package, $2,000. It's all just kind of the same crap. You're just getting different seats and some trinkets. Uh, I mean, you're going to be spending, what, $4,000 to see six bands? Not, not including, and, like, lodging or flights or anything like that. Lodging, flights, food, drinks... Uh, regular merchandise from these bands, which is going to be astronomically expensive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't buy any of these t-shirts at fucking Target, too. <laughs> <laughs> you could see all of these bands on their own doing full headlining sets with more bands, if you want. At, at any time. Um, like, any one of these bands you could have seen at any time over the last fucking 40 years. 
But here we are. Here um, we are. How badly do you need to hear Thunderstruck played by like two out of four of the original like composers? <laughs> I feel like this isn't just because of the prices isn't a show for the diehard fans. Like I said, the most diehard fans you're going to get out of this are probably Metallica and Iron Maiden and Tool, but um, that's their own weirdness. Yeah. Part of that. And I don't know. I can't see spending that much for any band, to be honest. Absolutely not. Like this is, this is this fuck. This is, this feels like the dying gasp of like live music trying to like make a nickel and a dime out of out of people that still have this much disposable income which has to be fleetingly small i I feel like on one of these nights be sure to be on twitter because you'll probably find a picture of elon musk in a vip box with like donald trump jr rocking out to uh, uh welcome to the jungle surely yeah you're going to get a lot of Silicon Valley bros at this thing and them hiring models to stand next to them and groove to songs that came out 30 years before they were born. It's so cool. It's so cool to see these rich assholes, especially while their industries are in total precipitous decline, uh, to go out and like rock out with their cocks out, brother. It's going to be good. Um, what do you think? Uh, should we uh, see if we can get press passes to this one? Yeah, I think we should. We'll definitely be fair and impartial and not be mad the entire time. You holding an $18 plastic bottle of Bud Light and me drinking water out of the restroom tap. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, even if we got everything paid for, I would still be miserable at this fucking festival. (laughs) It would be very hard to have a good time. You would just, like, really have to focus on the music. You just think like, okay, Metallica's going to come up. They're going to play one. It's going to be fine. I'm going to be okay. <laughs> no one touch me. No one try to talk to me. No one asked me to take pictures for you. They're going to be good. Uh, I don't think I could do it. I think uh, I think I would probably make this uh, miserable for everybody in attendance around me, which, you know, would be just worth it on its own. Shouting out obscure songs that no one around you knows. <laughs> Thinking that Kirk and James are going to hear you. Play Call of Cthulhu! <laughs> Hero of the day! Um, well, that's that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to uh, October 6th, 7th, and 8th. Uh, getting online and seeing a whole host of assholes uh, making asses of themselves. I think it'll be good. Uh, <clears throat> real suckers... Sucker's delight for this one. Moving on a little bit. we got some other things I wanted to talk about on this week's show. Uh, we had mentioned a couple of weeks ago the imminent return of Avenged Sevenfold, uh, a band who previously were considered to be the next uh, next in a line of uh, big uh, metal bands. That's not doesn't appear to be shaking out, does it? I think they've plateaued, and uh, I think we said on a couple episodes ago, this is probably where the decline starts. Uh, Based on the new song that they put out, I can't see them making a lot of new fans off it. They definitely don't sound like they used to, which got them their old fans. Like, uh, so we'll see what happens. They're going to be going on tour soon with Alexis on Fire, which good for them. It's it's nice for them to play in front of a lot of people. Man, I Um, uh, and this is. I didn't know they were still a band, man. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think they put out new music a couple of years ago, maybe an EP or something like that. But you know what? That's good on Avenged Sevenfold for taking out a band that came before them and actually put out some decent music. Yeah. And probably isn't going to draw that many more people. It's not like a falling in reverse situation where you're going to shore up that lots of people are going to be there. So cool for that. Um, it this <laughs> this story came out that I think explains. Uh, a lot about Avenged Sevenfold in their recent years, and particularly M Shadows, and it kind of explains their new thought process for their album and why they're trying to go in a sort of more progressive style of music, and that's because they're licking frog butts. Now, by licking frog butts, is that like a euphemism, or, or what's going on here? So we can't confirm it, but we cannot deny it. <clears throat> But in a recent podcast, their own podcast episode, I believe, which blah, bands don't have your own podcast and just talk about yourself. Uh, M. Shadows talked about himself and guitarist Sinister Gates. Sinister Gates. Sinister Gates. uh, About them exploring psychedelics. Each other's bodies. Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, that might have been. Exploring psychedelics, you say. That's what they say, and I'm just repeating what they say. Uh, M. Shadow said, Me and Sinister Gates were exploring deeply in psychedelics throughout the last few years. One of those things in particular was, and you're the the medical person, so forgive me, but 5-M-E-O-D-M-T. Okay. Um, So that's a pretty deep hallucinogenic uh, or psychedelic or whatever, but like... It, it seems to me that, uh, like you were mentioning, the Silicon Valley bros, that these guys have completely uh, jammed their own heads up their asses thinking that they're like VC founders or something uh, because they've been so into crypto and NFTs and all of this shit, uh, trying to make something happen there. Uh, and it's also that the crypto uh, guys uh, or the Silicon Valley guys are super into like Joe Rogan and DMT and microdosing and shit like that because they think it makes them more creative, I guess. I've never seen anything creative come out of these types, but uh, they seem to think it works. Uh, I think that, you know, uh, it's fun to get high and maybe they've confused it's fun to get high uh, with uh, I'm making my brain evolve and getting better at spreadsheets or something. <laughs> You're just so creatively bankrupt at this point in your life that you have to experiment with psychedelics to make the equivalent of microwavable oatmeal as your artwork. I mean, that is really the the, the crux of it. It is very funny to like go on a, a, a psychedelic journey. Like you hire a shaman to like guide you through the waves of consciousness, birth and rebirth, unmaking of yourself, seeing uh, life and death cycle into one continuous sphere and then you're like well here's our new single and it just fucking sucks <laughs> it's like for all the jokes we make about tool opening your third eye and whatever aligning your drum kit to the constellations at least they try to make interesting music or they try to do something different and they sound like what you would expect from people yes. who do psychedelics and this is just no plain white toast with a little smidge of margarine on it. 
I'm just saying, like, going all through all this trouble getting, you know, re- honestly research chemicals because you're probably not able to find the actual toad that has this chemical you want or whatever. You could just, like, smoke some dirt weed and listen to Rush and probably get a better result than what you were, what you got out of this one. I think that would probably be better. Yeah, so this 5-MeO-DMT is found in plants and also the Colorado River toad. Yeah. And now they never, I think, specifically said how they obtained this psychedelic. I'm going to just <laughs> assume that they're licking frog butts. And until they say different otherwise, I think we all should start saying that. I mean, I think it's much cooler than what it is and that these guys probably got ripped off by some guy who is selling them Chinese research chemicals and saying that it's, you know, the venom of a fro- of a toad that'll make you see God. <laughs> they're just going down to the 7-Eleven and they're getting spice. Yeah, exa- yeah, they're just smoking K2. I would... Okay, let me... As somebody who sees the effects of K2 up close and personal on a near-daily basis... Um, I would love to have a, a, a extreme uh, metal band just come out and say uh, we experimented with K2 to make this record because I guarantee you it would be so much more interesting than what this is. They just spark up on stage and just start seething and foaming at the mouth and biting themselves. Yeah. Like, I think that'd be fun. I, <clears throat> I'm just saying there is, there is space in the keep metal dangerous uh, crowd <laughs> for this kind of thing. <laughs> Just lock the doors and then everyone has a little K2 and just goes nuts. (laughs) You got a year for Maryland Death Fest. Dismember, if you actually get the vaccine in time, you should do this during your set. Absolutely. So he continues, I had a very tough experience in like, you know, type A personality whose ego gets completely demolished. You see yourself leave your body and you can get into that more but one thing that i came out of that realizing was that life is so short don't put anything out unless it's bold and bold was the word that we were using bold was like don't just play within your genre there's a huge difference between waking the fallen and city of evil true waking the fallen was much better but they were both playing within a genre yeah it was different but it was all within a there was a sphere there on this record we didn't want to be part of any of that we wanted to just put out art that just if we saw something or heard a sound we wanted to figure out how to get that but not with our normal tools right if there was a feeling we wanted to try to extract that feeling in audio but not with our normal tool shed so when you look at the guitar tone or the riff and the guitar tone for something like nobody that's just a droning thing that we had to figure out how to melodically play between major and minor and to make it interesting the same time we didn't want to actually make notes with it we wanted to just have this thing almost like terminator 2 oh my then God. we're going to play melodically with it but it was basically the psychedelic experience that took us into this be bold don't do psychedelics and make pink floyd no do your own thing and make your own stamp again like having this epiphany while you're under the influence of incredibly powerful drugs like life is so short what I'm going to do with my time is penny ante bullshit with crypto and NFTs. It's just, it's incredible. It really, it does make me realize that all psychedelics are kind of bullshit. Like I've done a few myself. Uh, I felt it's a very powerful experience. I was able to like kind of work through some, uh, some things I was having a lot of difficulty with. Uh, but my experience apparently was 
could not be more polar opposite because I did not come away with the desire to like sell shit online. <laughs> All of his descriptions of this reminds me of a friend I had in high school that uh, smoked a fair amount of weed and who knows what else he did. But for a, uh, a couple of months, he was very insistent on how he was going to write and make a movie about how he was going to go on this big journey where like crazy stuff happens and things get weirder and weirder and then at the end it turns out that i never left my couch oh my god wow and it's the same thing as this description it's like we're doing psychedelics and we're exploring the universe and we're really figuring out what the meaning of life is here's a four minute generic rock song yeah man um if this isn't like proof that you know that the, the internal journey is nonsense. I don't know. I don't know what is. Aside from like the existence of Joe Rogan as well, that guy's pretty pretty fucking useless. Um, what, what do you make of this? Maybe maybe we just haven't heard the whole thing, so we don't know like where exactly it's going to go. I mean, maybe there's going to be an 18 minute harp solo where they reinvent the instrument and we go on a magical mystical mummy journey throughout the cosmos but i'm gonna guess that's not gonna be the case i think i'd respect them more if they did something like that i would yeah like you make something unlistenable but at least you're you really are being experimental and creative and trying something but and like they're trying to even say it's like it it's gonna be a different genre no it's not yeah it's just not as heavy as it used to be correct (laughs) also your your vocalist's voice is fucking gone (laughs) This would be the time to invest in lots of guest vocalists. I hate it, but why not have a children's choir? Like yeah. anything to pad out your rotten vocals. Yeah, that, I, you got to. You got to do something here. Um, man, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the sh- show kind of play out further. Uh, I think that you know th- these guys are still under the delusion that they're doing something that is not essentially a rock and roll band, and that's going to. That's going to take them to dumber and dumber places. Uh, I mean, it already took them to selling, um, you know, uh, quote-unquote bulletproof vests in Ukraine. I think we can go even weirder from here. Speaking of weirder in Avenged Sevenfold. Oh, boy. Segway. Segway. On Billboard.com, there was an article with this very ominous for the future of music and just entertainment fans, this headline, Ticketmaster tests NFT-enabled pre-sales with Avenged Sevenfold Tour. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> See, this is the kind of thing you get uh, when you, you know, open your third eye. You find a new way to bilk a fucking fee out of concert tickets. <laughs> the rich kid from Orange County, privileged, turned Silicon Valley entrepreneur thing that's just... Like you said, you have your your tech bros and your Joe Rogan types. It's all coming together with Avenged Sevenfold. And this article has, Ticketmaster has rolled out crypto wallet integration for Avenged Sevenfold's upcoming tour, allowing NFT holders from the heavy metal band's fan club, Deathbats Club, to get priority access to tickets and reserve seating with no queues. Fans have already used the feature to purchase tickets for events at New York's Madison Square Garden and the Forum in Los Angeles ahead of the general public. Yeah, not many, though. We we took a look at how many sales were there. It it didn't look like a whole lot of guys were taking advantage of this. Not yet. Now, the initiative will go... This is poor writing. Now, the the initiative will now go live for the rest of the dates available on Ticketmaster. 
we have integrated Death Bats Club into Ticketmaster. Confirmed singer Matt Sanders. Hmm. I, I did not no know idea. that was M. Shadow's real name. <laughs> That's like when you hear a wrestler's real name and you're just like, who? I don't who, know who, who is, Mike who, Johnson is. Who, oh, really? <laughs> who, Potho? <laughs> Mark Calloway is the Undertaker? Weird. Huh. And uh, he confirmed this on Twitter, assuring that fans get the best ticket at the best prices without bots, scalpers, and long wait times. And it's weird because they say his real name, but then they refer to him as Shadows without (laughs) saying Matt Shadows, a.k.a. M. Shadows. Just as Shadows was instrumental in pushing the Ticketmaster integration forward. And if you go back uh, maybe two months, we when we were talking about the, the issues with Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift. Wasn't he one of the ones defending how Ticketmaster is awesome and flex pricing? He sure was. He was like, you know, you got to understand that this is uh, a way to bilk out more money from the consumer. (laughs) It benefits you because it benefits me, the artist, who can put on the best performance. So Shadows was instrumental in pushing the Ticketmaster integration forward and has been an early advocate of NFTs and Web3. The band launched the Death Pats Club in 2021, a collection of 10,000 NFTs with unique visual traits and unlock real-life perks such as care packages, meet-and-greet opportunities, and now early access ticketing. Great. Uh, Great job, assholes. Uh, all of these these fantastic NFTs, it's really uh, it's making this a better uh, product, uh, better music, better environment for, for music fans in general, uh, wouldn't you say? I did find another article about this on some website that I assume is just, oh, it's all crypto stuff. Payments.com, and payments is spelled in the worst possible way possible. P-Y-M-N-T-S. Payments. That's who we're dealing with. That's just the worst worst tasting mint possible. It says here, a Twitter post showed that one Deathbat NFT holder saved about $450 in the base price and service fees using the token, which effectively places holders at the front of the ticket buyer's line. $540. How expensive are these tickets? What the fuck? And this is also assuming that, like, there's they're trying to factor in an opportunity cost here. Like, what if somebody else got that ticket? Like, this is this is not true at all. This is bullshit. It's uh, potential value is being included exactly. instead that, of actual. That's what they're doing, yes. Yeah. And it also says here, according to Decrypt, Sanders, M. Shadows, was instrumental in creating NFT gating capabilities after meeting David Marcus, Ticketmaster's EVP of Global Music at the 2022 NFT LA conference, now known as Outer Edge LA. Mm. So that's this is all where it's coming from. They're like, let's rip off a lot of our fans. This is how we're going to do it, and we'll be rich. Er. Yeah, Ticketmaster and Avenged Sevenfold like coming together to like work in the lab, figure out new and exciting ways to add a new fee. Just like, it sucks. It sucks a lot. Um, it's, I, you've you've already given us money for something that's not real. Yeah. Now you have the privilege of giving us more money. Exactly. Just real real scumbag shit. It seems like. Um, I I really hate this, and it seems like I, I know that lots of other bands are trying it, like they have been over the last couple of years. 
but none of them have really committed to the bit like these guys. Uh, I guess because none of them are like trying to get on the phone with fucking Ticketmaster. Like, how can we work together to get get new fees? That yeah, seems- I mean, I, I would I would say a lot of them aren't true believers. Yeah, it's just. Someone told Dave Mustaine, hey, here's an easy way to make money. You want to do it? Sure. You handle it. You can throw our logo on it, whatever. He's, Dave Mustaine doesn't update their website. He's not constantly checking the price of Smegma coin. <laughs> it's just passive income. They're being landlords for their own merchandise Correct. and their own name just so that they can get an extra few bucks. And that's why a lot of these, when it first started, it was maybe like, people that you'd be surprised are involved in it because someone just said, hey, here's how you can make money. And they went, okay, yeah, sure. And as it went on, they realized they don't make that much money or it's bad, whatever. So it faded away, except with the exceptions of people who are just like, eh, it's still making a little bit of money for me, keep doing it. Or people who truly believe in it and are going to crypto conferences and doing all sorts of stuff because they truly believe this is the future and we're getting it on the fr- ground floor and we're investors now and we're just building for our future. I mean, you can clearly hear that the music is incidental to their interest in the, being in this band. Like, they're trying to find a way to make money and the music is just kind of an afterthought because they consider themselves primarily like you know, these, these Silicon Valley types now. Um, and it sucks a lot. This is a bold new parad- paradigm and, and just absolute shitty rich kid metal <laughs> it's like all their stuff now is appealing to those types yeah while they're still being carried on by the popularity of their albums from 10 to 15 years ago which is keeping them headlining festivals and being able to play an msg or the forum yeah and you just know that um it's really eating up uh lucas from uh rings of saturn that he didn't that he didn't do all of this shit, that he fucked up his life so bad that he couldn't pull all of this together. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of? It's like when you're watching a regular TV channel and they have those reverse mortgages with Bowser from Sha Na Na <laughs> or, uh, you know, as any sort of 70s star. And it's just like you're cashing in on your last visibility so yep. you can make a little bit of extra money and it, it kind of feels like that with this yeah they're still putting out music and i'm sure it'll do well enough but i think maybe they even realize that there's they're not gonna be making more fans yeah so you might as well put put out the product while you're hawking your wares and selling your love tonics on the road it wasn't that many years ago that i remember the press saying that this was the next metallica do you remember that I remember that. Uh, do they still do that? To, well, I guess there isn't a lot of mainstream yeah. heavy metal coverage anymore because it was either a lot of this is the new Metallica or this is the new Iron Maiden. Yep. I remember Bullet for My Valentine got saddled with that, and I actually felt bad for them. It's like, <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> Come on, Kerrang. Um, <clears throat> well, we'll keep an eye on this, of course, but um, you really do have like the Chad Robert Smith actively fighting with Ticketmaster to save his uh, fans' money uh, versus the Virgin M. Shadows, like, just finding new ways to give Ticketmaster money from their fans. Just milking their fans like a cow at a dairy farm. It sucks a lot. Um, I saw um, a 
second. Uh, we talked about this like nine months ago. Um, Liquid Death, the uh, water company. You remember those guys? <laughs> oh. oh, man. You had, you had a good week on Twitter. So uh, for April 1st, there's a little jape for all their fans online. Uh, Liquid Death posted uh, what appears to be a Photoshop of a couple of their cans in the CVS cooler uh, with a little piece of plastic covering them saying... This water may not be appropriate for children under 13 and even some adults. And a little caption on their tweet here saying, Just like pornographic magazines in the airport, national retailers are now requiring liquid death to obscure our labels on shelf for the safety of children and the easily offended. What do you think of that? Is that a good, is that a good thing to post? I think you're a fucking water company that sells your fucking water at fucking Whole Foods. Shut the fuck up, water company. Because um, this, like, on its bare level, this feels like it's a, a joke, quote-unquote, that's attempting to get in the good graces of the, um, the anti-whatever-PC free speech can't-say-nothing-nowadays-without-people-getting-offended thing. This, this could easily be something that Black Rifle Coffee Company would do. It, yeah, and because if you... When I looked at this, when I first saw it, I was looking at the replies, nothing but fucking mouth breathers, like, I can't believe they would do this! How are people so offended nowadays? It's just like, oh my god. And every one of these people, by the way, bought a fucking blue check mark. Just saying. There's a one-to-one... There's a one-to-one comparison to make here. If you pay for Twitter, you're a fucking idiot. Um, I saw this, I gave it one second of thought, I uh, quote tweeted it and said, I hate this stupid brand so fucking much, dude. And apparently that resonated, because about 25,000 people agreed with me. (laughs) It's a lot of agreement. Um, So if we're comparing uh, here, I've got 25,000 likes on my tweet, they have 4,000 on theirs. Is that good? I think you won. I think you're now the CEO of the Liquid Death Water Company. That's how it works. So I used the opportunity to plug our podcast that we did about Liquid Death. But to reiterate, this is a water company. They uh, can water and ship it across the world so that you can buy it for, you know, like eight bucks a can at a metal show instead of drinking water out of the cooler like God intended. Uh, And in the meantime, have decided that they have something to do with the world of heavy metal other than being there as uh, an an option to charge people for water instead of letting them have it for free. Uh, This kind of scene tourism, if you will, uh, is unacceptable. Whereas with people who gives a shit, you know, you're just like wearing a T-shirt who gives a fuck. These guys are actually trying to buy your clout. And you should probably ridicule them at all opportunities. Uh, do not accept this. You know, At the very least, when Scion was trying to buy their, our good graces, they put out Crusher by you know, Mammoth Grinder. Or, sorry, uh, by uh, Magruder Grind. What, what, have, what have these guys done? And put out festivals, too. Exactly. Scion did all kinds of great things because they put serious money behind it. These guys simply want to be... Uh, loved and accepted as uh, being a part of heavy metal because they hired, I guess, some designers from Adult Swim and maybe the early days of Municipal Waste. Uh, this, is, this is bullshit. Absolute fucking bullshit. People can go back and listen to that episode where we go kind of in-depth on who is behind Liquid Death. It's Mike Cesario, who was 
an advertising marketing person for Netflix. So it's not like they're a plucky company that was just bottling their water out of their bathtub in Pittsburgh. They started at the top and now they've only only gone up because it's good advertising, but also because they've gotten a ton of investors to put in a lot of money, like to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. And in that episode, we talk about their main investor is like Science Inc., which is an investment company. It's what they do. Uh, who else? Like Tony Hawk has given them money. Uh, a couple of other people. And I just looked up because with this stuff, it's not just a one-time thing. You don't just get money and then they're gone. There's always rounds of investment. Yep. And on their latest round of investors, they have Velvet Sea Ventures, mm. Machine Gun Kelly, oh, Whitney Whitney Cummings, hmm. and Live Nation. Oh, Live Nation, great. Yeah, is uh, I guess that means Ticketmaster is included as well. So. Um, Really? So that's why their stuff is at your venues, yep. first of all, because there's they're working hand in hand. That's why they can charge you $8 for a can of mango-flavored water. And it's also why it's in so many different places. It's because they are selling you a small product at a big markup because it's marketed to you, because it has a fancy can, and they're telling you, the metal fan, that we're going to murder your thirst with lime flavored tap water if you buy into this branding and messaging you are a sucker that's it that's all i gotta say uh if you if you hate live nation here you go here's one of their products it's like and, and people were very defensive for the water company in your comments and responses and quote tweets um it's it felt like me where people who were like I don't drink Coca-Cola. That's corporate bullshit. I drink Sprite. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a lot of people that, uh, despite uh, me explicitly saying, I don't give a shit if you like the water or not, leave me alone, that wanted to tell me the good virtues of this fucking water company. I don't, you're a sucker. You're a, you're a cuck and a sucker, and I don't respect you. Uh, but I think that this proves, you know, if we all join in together... Uh, we can effectively ridicule this brand out of existence. We can erase hundreds of millions of dollars of investments uh, from rich people from the economy uh, if we all agree to do this together. So I think that it's a good goal for this year to let's go ahead and, and push these motherfuckers out of business. It is last no its last known valuation was seven hundred and five million dollars. See, I think that we can get this down to a private sale of, say, $20 million to Polar or, like, LaCroix or something like that. I it'll, think- it'll be to Fox News. It'll be to Media Court. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it are, it's still early days in 2023 yet, but uh, by end of, uh, end of year, let's, let's make some real progress on this one, gang. Um, okay, moving on a little bit more. Uh, I know that we don't have a ton of show left, but I did want to bring this up simply because, well, I think that this was actually the, the subject of one of the very first episodes of Toilet Radio, you know, 900 years ago. Uh, Motley Crue. Do you, know, do you know Motley Crue? It's about that time in the show where we talk about old guy shit. This one's better, though. It's, it's funnier than normal, I would say. Uh, way back on like episode five of this show, I think. Before I don't, me. 
Yeah, even before Jordan has been here forever. Uh, we had talked about uh, we'd examined the various crimes by every member of uh, Motley Crue, and granted, this was almost a decade ago, so there were lots of crimes that had not yet been done. Um, and we kind of decided that Mick Mars is the only person in this, you know, this band that isn't a totally irredeemable piece of shit. You know, you've got uh, wife beaters, you've got murderers, you've got rapists, you've got, you know, just scumbags of all, all kinds. And yet nobody really has anything bad to say about Mick Mars, which seems significant, does it not? It is true. Like when you think about it, all the wild and crazy stories of Motley Crue's history, he's always just like on the bus reading a book. I mean, he he's he has had a uh, incredibly painful uh, condition for decades and decades, which maybe you know prevented him from all of this. But maybe it was just like he's also smarter than these other guys. <laughs> He's also about like six or seven years older than the rest of them, too. And from the way the story is p- coming out, it seems more like he was the musician in the band. And yes. He was like the one who just wanted to be in the band and have their success and put out music. Uh, and it seems like, you know, he's he's clearly the most talented member of the band as well. Um, Nikki Six, uh, his, his role in this essentially has been hype man like he promotes the band more than anybody else but like the person that was writing the music here uh again writes those riffs goes back to the bus the way that you know you probably should do uh so recently they announced uh, john five uh formerly of marilyn manson was uh joining uh the band for tours in uh nick morris stead he's finally retouring retiring from touring uh, and in the week since, uh, it, he has decided to torch all goodwill that he has spent uh, 40 years building with this band. <laughs> I love that. It's like the end is here and I'm just going to burn it all down. I appreciate that. I respect it. I love it. Uh, he says uh, that he has carried these bastards for years. That's a quote from him. And that's incredible. I love that. Uh, I saw somebody else like he has such a bad back because he's been carrying these talentless hacks for so long. <laughs> yeah, it's a, he did an interview with Variety uh, after news of uh, a lawsuit between him and the band came out. And I like the interview because he says multiple times, I'm old. I'm 72 <laughs> years old. I'm old. I can't do this anymore. My stupid body. <laughs> it makes me like him even more. Same. Uh, I, I, I love that he's just like they are talentless uh, they've never been worth a shit uh, he specifically says Nikki Six doesn't even play his bass live <laughs> yeah he, he's spilling a lot of tea as they say uh, and, and this kind of goes back a little bit to like Carmine Apici had mentioned some of this stuff about the band playing to backing tracks and I guess this adds even more validity to that um, just them not playing their parts, which I definitely believe, uh, especially Vince Neil. Uh, he needs all the help he can get. But uh, it, apparently they've been wanting to kick him out of the band for 30 years. And um, he says here as, as part of it, uh, Six made it clear to Mars that he believed that five, the 5% offer was a generous one and that Mars, after 41 consecutive years with the band, did not deserve anything going forward, Mick's lawyer wrote in the filing. Six further gaslighted Mars by severely criticizing his performances on the U.S. tour, the big stadium tour that they had, mm-hmm. 
and exclaimed that there is no way that the band could tour with Mars anymore. I love that he's really getting into the weeds here. Like they were trying to gaslight me by saying I had Alzheimer's. <laughs> I've been checked out by dozens of doctors. I don't have Alzheimer's. I have a degenerative condition that causes me a lot of pain, and I have a pain in my ass from these fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's such a refreshing interview to be honest for a band that's or a met band member that's been around for so long. Like at this point, you you can have your stock answers. Yeah. You know, every, every album that you put out's the best one yet. We're working well. Since this interview is like, nah, nah, this is it, man. I'm going down. Those guys have been, this is a quote from Variety. There's a few good ones I'll go through. These guys have been hammering on me since 87 trying to replace me. They haven't been able to do that because I'm the guitar player. I helped form this band. It's my name I came up with, my ideas, my money that I had from a backer to start the band. Oh. It wouldn't have gone anywhere. And then to be hearing stuff from people like Bob Daisley from Ozzy Osbourne's band when they were touring with them and Carmine Apici, uh, it's he mentioned it in, I think, one of his books about the issues they were having. So he says, the thing that they keep pushing for many years is that I have a bad memory, and that's full-blown, out-of-proportion crap. Around 2012, when they first started saying that my memory was bad and I didn't remember the songs, I came home and saw all my doctors because I keep myself together because I'm an old bastard. <laughs> they have all the 10th Street people there from the band's management, probably about five or six people versus all my doctors going, there's nothing wrong with him. And now they're still playing that game with me. So no, the truth is I want to retire from touring because my A.S., uh, and I can't pronounce what he has, but it's an inflammatory arthritic disease that causes vertebrae to fuse. I don't have a problem remembering the songs. I don't have a problem with any of that stuff, but I do have a problem with them constantly the whole time telling me that I lost my memory. No, wrong. That's wrong. Absolutely wrong. But my stupid body is telling me, no, don't do that staying out on the road. You know, I'm going to be 72 years old, and I've been touring with these guys 41 years, helping build the brand, helping do this and that. And you're served with papers and going, this is crazy. This is stupid. I mean, come on. Uh, and then he, he, there's just, he gives a direct quote about the singing and drumming parts being alive. And he says, yes, on this particular tour, Nikki's bass was 100% recorded. Tommy's drums, to the best of my knowledge, there was a lot. I can't say he did all of it recorded, but there were some reports from people in the audience that said, oh, I heard the drums playing, but there's no Tommy on there. The <laughs> song started, and there's no drummer. Stuff like that. And actually, everything that we did on that stadium tour was on tape, because if we didn't, if we missed a part, the tape would keep rolling and you'd miss it. Anyway, that was the worst 36 gigs ever had with the band. It was, 30 it was 36 because they knew I wanted to retire after that. I don't know, and I can't say I positively know, but I have a pretty good feeling that they wanted me gone anyway because they've been wanting that since forever. It's just frustrating for me. I'm pretty upset that they're even pulling this crap when I carried these bastards for years. He did, though. Um, it is very funny, though, like, that they are pre-recording the drums and the bass, but they're, they're like, okay, Vince, you're, you're, you're fine to sing. <laughs> you sound great, Vince. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, again, I'm not in, involved in management here, but I feel like they got to make some changes. Uh, so good on good on Mick Mars. I hope he salts the earth forever. I think this is great. You're at the point. You have your money. You're old and you're tired and you know it. 
be honest at this point. You don't have to be nice to these people anymore. Yeah. Um, like like you said, he he's very aware. He's very old. He's been in a lot of pain for a long time. He has not really wanted to do this for a very, very long time. So there has got to be decades of simmering resentment just ready to come out. And I'm here for it. I think it'll be good concept for all of us. Just 40 years of being mad on a tour bus, having to deal with these guys, seeing them do all sorts of stupid stuff where you're just like, hey, hey guys, I came up with this riff. I think it's a hit. And then it just never happens because Nikki Six went out for a drive in Hollywood and someone didn't come back. <laughs> uh, or wait, well, that was, uh, was that Vince that did that one? Uh, yeah, Nikki. Oh, it was Nikki Six who uh, died from a heroin overdose. That's right. And came back to life. Yeah, uh, Vince and uh, now has a radio show. Yes, and then uh, Vince killed uh, the guy from Hanoi Rocks. Right. I always want to say Husker do, and then I'm like, wait, no, no they wouldn't have hung out. <laughs> I don't think they would have gotten along very well. Um, well, I think that I think maybe we can call it here on this one. What do you think? Mick, come on the show. Absolutely, man. We'd love to have have a good time with you. Now, that would be like a six-hour show, and I'd just be like, yeah, more, more. Give me more. Keep it coming. Uh, let's reach out to his people, see if he'll do it. He might. Uh, I'll get to work on that. But in the meantime, everybody else, uh, I hope you enjoyed the Patreon uh, bonus show that we played for you last week. If you want to hear the second part of that, you can go over to Patreon. Uh, any idea what we're going to do this month for the, the bonus? Well, we've already done Napalm Records. Mm-hmm. We've done Relapse. We've done Metal Blade. There's a lot of options. We can do Nuclear Blast. We could do Century Media. We could do Prosthetic. We could dip our toes into like Season of Mist. Uh, there's 20 Buck Spin, Willow Tip. We can, we can get wild with it. We can go to like one of the older used to be prominent labels and try to dig up who's on their list now or just go through alumni section like a victory records or a trust kill or spine farm there's lots of options so if uh, anyone has a particular interest in who we cover in the next patreon episode let us know in the comments you can let us know on the toilet of hell discord if you're part of the patreon you could also send us an email toilet of hell at gmail.com Toilet of Hell Radio at gmail.com. And you could also message us on Twitter at Toilet of Hell, at Joe Thrash and Kill, at 365 Days of Horror. That sounds good to me. Uh, let us know. And uh, hey, I suppose we'll see you next time. Bye.
are listening to 66.6 FM. Radio TOVH. The Flush.